everyone, wherever you are, whatever your time zone, welcome to this new episode of Perspectives. So today I have a very special guest and I'm super excited to be here with him. Uh, his name is Jorge Obregón. Jorge Obregón is uh, passionate about working with young people. He has a master in biblical theology in John Paul, the great university in San Diego. But Jorge Uh, or father, I don't know how, how to call you. Uh, please, if you, if you could present yourself first uh, to start, but thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to have you in this uh, podcast. On the contrary, Erica, it's a pleasure for me to be here and with the people that are going to listen to us. Um, I, so I'm a Catholic priest. You didn't, you didn't mention that. And uh, I, I belong I mean, to an order called the Legionaries of Christ. Yes. And I'm very, very passionate about uh, planting seeds in the hearts of young people because Um, I myself, uh, every time I see, um, let's say our church looking like an old grandma, I get, I get worried because we really need to make it attractive as much as attractive as an iPhone, as attractive as what people are looking at. Right. And so, um, in, in everything we do, I allow myself to be thrusted by John Paul II, who said, we need to evangelize with new, with new, uh, fire, you know, and, um, So we just make make things attractive so that people can come to good things. Thank you. Thank you, Father. And uh, where are you now? I mean, well, first of all, what's your nationality? Because I know that you're from Latin America. And then where are you right now? Yeah, so I was born in Monterrey, Mexico, a city that is uh, two hours and a half, uh, two hours and a half away from, um, from, from the south of Texas, McAllen, Brownsville, Texas. I grew up there until I was eight, and then we all moved to Houston when I was a kid. And then since then, uh, I went back to Mexico, but as a missionary, I've been all over the place. I spent uh, almost a year and a half in Germany, four years in Italy, two years in Spain, seven years, or eight years in Colombia, rather, uh, two in Venezuela, three in Texas, and now I'm in New York, and it's a little town very near the border with Connecticut. It's called Rye, New York. And this is where I do my ministry. Okay, perfect. So, uh, Father, let me tell you a little bit of why I was so excited to interview you. Uh, well, we discussed a little bit about this, but uh, for the audience to know, no, um, as part of the consulting firm that I lead, Uh, I work a lot with leaders from the organizations yeah. on their uh, agile transformations, organizational transformations. And a critical part of what we do is help leaders prepare to drive this transformation. And this preparation has a lot to do with a transformation in who they are and the leadership style. I don't want to say transform the way they are because we, we, we don't have to change the way we are. No, mm. I, I believe that we everyone has an essence and uh, we need to respect that, but we need to fine tune a little bit the leadership style. And yeah. uh, some of the things that we discuss on this transformation is that the leadership style Uh, especially for the, for the, the the world that we're living at, it needs to change. So the old ways of leadership that were more directive and controlling and big egos, no, it really really needs to change. The organizations are becoming more uh, collaborative environments uh, where the the leader is more like an inspirer. 
and in it's basically yes you 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 said it perfect uh, it's it's the person that has the uh, let's say the flag of the vision no and needs to inspire people and that's how things get done no by inspiring and by giving the example and not uh, the other way around no and we speak a lot about how leaders need to become servant leaders and how leaders need to uh, lead through purpose and lead through humbleness so that was for me the reason I said I really need the perspective of someone that it's uh, so close to this spiritual life no that yeah. uh, has a lot to do with this no how can how can or what what are the advices or what can you tell us on how how can leaders become servant leaders or how can they lead through a different style of leadership yeah, so a lot of things come to my mind. Thank you for the question. The first is, um, I read many years ago a book called The Pope and the CEO. And what does the book talk about? It's a former Swiss guard who spent three years with Pope John Paul II in Switzerland, then gets out, as they always do. They lose their faith. He goes to America, marries an American woman. Then he's in a crisis. And the moment that John Paul II dies on the 2nd of April of 2005, which I happen to be in Rome, he sees the funeral and tears come streaming down his face because he remembers that that man had impacted his life and he had gone away from that. And in his business, he started trying to apply the principles of John Paul II. And I'm not going to remember them all. The book is there in Amazon. It's, it's the Pope and the CEO. But what he does say is that I think we've heard this from different people, but the Primary example uh, is, uh, is John Paul II. When people feel that when he was looking at you, there was nobody else in the world to look at. So it is called in the tradition of, of knowing John Paul II, it was called his personalism. That means that the person was always at the center. And there is also a good friend of his who was permeated or was let's say uh impacted by john paul ii who is the spokesman for john paul ii for 26 years joaquin navarro valls he was a doctor he was a journalist and he stood by him all those years and he used to say the following there's a beautiful book about him called joaquin navarro valls and he he emphasizes that are people who are witness to this great person, Joaquin Navarro, say that he used to say, look, you do not have an employee in front of you. You have a person. Yes. You don't go to the stadium to see an athlete. That is a person. That's not a cop. It's a person. A doctor doesn't see a patient. He sees a person. I don't see a sinner in the confessional. I hear a person. So if we can remind ourselves that each one of those people have an infinite value, that they are unrepeatable, and that God looks upon them with all the love and hope that the best father or mother looks on her newborn child. And let's give to people what we want them to give us, which is the golden rule, right? Do to others what they want you, what you want them to do to you. So if we follow that, you imagine we would have a very different world. 
that's that's so so accurate uh, father and i don't know why it becomes so hard at work or why is it becoming so hard to see um the 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 reality is what i see in organizations is that uh, people lose sight exactly of what you're saying no that people are not um employees or resources no that uh, right. the, the the line manager only has to see them as a a productive uh, no with with Being. the eyes of productivity it, it's not right. about that it's we, we, the the only way to achieve results is a, by not forgetting that these are people no and as long as you see that and you build upon their strengths i love what you said about see the best of people no you need to build on strength you need to you need to get your to know your people uh, it's it's surprising how line managers for example no or leaders they don't really know their people no they they know this mm. this person that they work with but they don't know the person that it's really there no what are the motivators what's the family you know that this person has what are, what are the things that this person likes they don't they it's only transactional why is it becoming so transactional no uh, so father what what do you say what would you say on how to stop looking at things as as or or, or transactional or how to build this um servancy leadership style what what would be like a tip or a recommendation i i think we we need to we don't promote enough the concept and the reality of humility um because of what we in the christian tradition in the in the judeo christian tradition call the original sin if we don't spend time meditating and contemplating on the fact that we are made in the image and likeness of god we treat each other as objects or resources or but we don't give each other the fullness of uh the dignity that each one has and that we actually feel so beautiful when we are given that dignity um this is where we forget what a human person is we are not just a group of cells biologically working together we are the human being the, the definition of a human being is a composite of body and soul. Yeah. And in this world we give a lot of importance to the body but very little to the soul and many times those people who do give a little bit of the soul it's not enough because what they do is they med- meditate with with no one. They meditate it's just like me talking to myself. The Christian tradition will say no. I have a relationship with a person who loves me who is the second person of the trinity who um came on earth out of love with no need on his part to uh to serve he says i did not come to be served but to serve and he is the master of masters so he is the uh, you know the highest example of servant leadership that you can ever find and there are books in which it's jesus the servant leader yeah. um so if i don't have time for my soul contemplating the marvels of life giving time to the spiritual reality to the transcendental reality and i just spend myself making money which is so much of england and america and you know the the uh, advanced countries but not only it can happen to anybody in any country where it's all about getting ahead yeah, yeah but the at the last days of everybody's life the biggest memories are always friends and family and god 
it's not how much I have and how many cars I was able to buy and how many uh, awards I received because I was so good in the stock market. I'm here in New York. So the financial world is so prevalent. So no matter how you do that, it's never going to make you happy. And so um, one final phrase that has to do more with our relationship with God, which in turn shapes our relationship with people. If I understand the our father, and I understand that we are we are brothers, we are siblings in this world. He tells me I'm a father, that he's a father to me, and he's also a father to you, Erica, and he's a father to your child, and a father to my next door neighbor and the pal that I have there in at work. Yeah. Then there's a great dignity that comes out of that. And so Saint Augustine used to say, "Lord, you made us for yourself, and restless are our hearts until they rest in you." So if we have the vertical relationship, then our horizontal relationships will be good. And guess what? That is the form of the cross. Vertical, horizontal. Father, so many things that I have written as you were speaking because you're <laughs> you're giving me such great ideas. Uh, the first one is, uh, well, you, talk, you, you, you spoke about uh, humble, hum, humble leaders. No? We need to be humble. And uh, I think that's the baseline of what we need in organizations. We need to, um, we need more humble leaders that really believe that they can learn from anyone. No, uh, something that is really harming organizations is top executives thinking that they know everything. No, and that they have very few to learn from others because they have achieved so much by doing certain things that they the way they have been doing, and then uh, it has given results because they are not at the top of the hierarchy, and then they feel they know it all, and that's really really harming because there's a, a great generation of new and fresh blood that try to bring ideas and try, want to contribute and and if there's no uh, humbleness no uh, humility oh, humility sorry humility uh, then it's very very hard to to achieve this no uh, so it's it's very it's very accurate and i think we really need no leaders to to do that, not to learn from others, learn from others. Uh, second thing that you were mentioning is, well, you didn't mention it here, but I've heard a podcast where you speak about service is an honor. And I would add service is an honor, but also it's a responsibility. Uh, the world that we live in, it's so upside down that if you're in, a, that's a, at least that's my, my belief, no? that if you're in a leadership position, uh, you're 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 in a privilege. No, you have been blessed by God on being in that position, because the the impact of your acts can be uh, big in scale, immense. So yes, you need to see this as an honor, no, but also as a responsibility. There cannot be leaders that are not servant leaders. The world needs servant leaders. If not, this world is going to no, uh, go down. Uh, and my last uh, reflection on what you were saying is about the relationship with God. And I think that this is also missing a lot in organizations. Uh, 
many of the podcasters that are hearing this, no, this or the, the persons, that, the, the people that are listening to the, this podcast, maybe they are not religious people. Maybe they don't, uh, I don't know what religion they, they have, but I see in organizations that there are many, many peoples with a lack of spiritual life uh, that are very far away from their heart and their spirit. And mm. of course, I believe in God. So yes, away from God. No, and if you're not good there, no, if you're not good at your heart, in your heart, in your soul, then it's going to be very, very hard to give to others. No, so Father, how can how can people connect to that spiritual life? Those that are listening to us and feel so far away, no. And I I see these people are in search of that. Many people are in search of that, but they don't know how to get it. What what could what what's your advice on that? Yeah, so um, I think that there are two ways that are certainly pathways to becoming spiritual, but they need a motivation. They need the why. So we'll talk about the how and the why, because everybody needs a why. What is the purpose? Why do I do this? Yes. So what I would tell them from experience is, believe me, it doesn't matter what religion you belong to. There is a God that loves you very deeply, and he's looking for the slightest opening of your heart to come in. He's very respectful, like a good gentleman who doesn't, who doesn't court a woman if she doesn't open the door to him. Yeah. So God is very respectful, like the best of lovers. And he is looking at you. And even if you don't believe in him, he believes in you. That's the why. And he knows every desire and yearning of your heart. That's the why. Now let's go to the how. The how is two words, love and faith. So even the people who deny that they have faith, they have faith in something because they get on a plane and they trust, they have faith that a lot of things have been done so that that plane has gotten the service it needs so that he will get, he or she will come, will get to their destination. But this is not the faith I'm talking about only. When I say faith, I say, do yourself a favor for one week, for just one week, pretend and have a personal relationship with that God and tell them if you really exist, you have to show yourself to me. I'm going to live this week as if you existed, as if you existed. Dare be courageous enough to say, I'm going to put a little bit of my part. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to open the door to you. And if you exist and you are who they say you are, a loving God, you have to make it clear for me. And because he died for that person, then God will not allow himself to, he will not hide behind, you know, <clears throat> the wall. So that's faith. And in the area of love, we were saying that, that the, 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 the pathway of Christianity is a vertical and a horizontal line. And let's talk about the horizontal line. The same thing. Put your talents to the service of others. It's what we call charity. Some people call it altruism. Some people call it in some other ways. But forget about yourself for one week and go out and seek hurting people and tend to them, care for them, touch them, be there for them. Listen to somebody whose story is very boring. It doesn't matter. Just give them love. 
and you will find God in there. So the why is there's a father who loves you and he is yearning for a little bit of attention, an open door from you. The how is faith, which is vertical. Pretend that he exists and challenge him to speak to you. And on the other one, the horizontal one, uh, no, uh, yes, the horizontal one is reach out to your to your neighbor, yeah. especially the one who's hurting the most. Yeah. I I would be willing to bet my life that you would find God in that week if you did it. And and uh, Father, you were saying something that I it resonates a lot that it's everyone has special talents, special skills. And you need to put these that someone no g gave to you because each one of us is like I always say that each one of us is like we have a skills DNA and talents DNA inside of us. No, everyone is different. We have a combination of skills and talents, and, and uh, serving is not only for those people that we believe that are, oh this this is servant is only about for, it's for only for leaders no or only for special people no everyone has something to contribute everyone no and everyone. We, exactly so i think this relates a lot with with the why no that you were speaking about mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah everyone has a why no everyone has a why and and Uh, the purpose I, I I love this quote I think it's Pablo Picasso that he said the purpose of life is to find your gift the most important thing is to give it away no uh, we're all yeah. we're all trying to search this gift that was given to us and it's not easy and we need to recognize no, that we have oh, everyone has something to contribute but when you find it everything that you have where that where that you can put into service to someone else Uh, then it's where you find real happiness, no? It's not about you. And that's also something I want to, to at least to know, to, to pass this word to leaders. Uh, it's yes. not about you. It's about giving to others. And that's how you're going to grow. And that's how the organization is, is going to grow. Um, Father, what, what would you... What would you recommend for the new generations? You you said that you're a passionate of uh, of young people, and uh, there are many people that uh, are just entering the the workforce, no? And they are they feel a little bit lost because now they are working from home, and they 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 feel a little bit lost. So, what could you say for these generations? What's what's What should they be focusing at? No, uh, these people that are just entering the workforce in this world where everything is about robots and uh, social media and artificial intelligence. How important it is, or what would you say on how not to lose this people-centered uh, approach that you were speaking at the at the start of the interview? Yeah, I would I would definitely recommend whoever whoever they are to not fall into this belief of today's world that everything that is new is better because it's new. But what is new is only better if it's good. So I will say that again. Something is not better because it's new. It's better because it's better, because it's good. And that already tells us that the past and older people 
wise wisdom, experience has great value. And if we understand that, we will know that social media and um, AI and all of that, that is never going to fulfill the desires of your heart. We are human beings. And the more authentic, simple, humble, and rooted into the land, you know? So Romano Guardini, who sounds like Italian, but he was a German philosopher, or uh, sorry, theologian. He said that the moment you introduce a device between man and nature, man loses his humanity. So we have to get out of that and touch the world. Do Go to the gardens, walk in forests, go to the fields, read a book, not all electronic. Don't be connected all day. Disconnect in order to connect to your deepest self. And then eventually do what I was saying a while ago, the faith part, which is go to God. He, he, there is no other source of happiness other than, than Christ. I say that as somebody who gave up a wife and some kids to preach that and to live that. So I had my plans. I'm the four of four siblings the fourth of four siblings, the youngest one, my three brothers were going to get married. That was my dream. I heard a calling who would ever be so nuts as to leave a life where I depend on myself. I earn my money. I have my girl. I have my kids. I have my freedom. I didn't lose my freedom. The problem is we think of freedom as, as just the, the, the capacity to go here and there and decide for myself. But look, we are limited creatures. And who, the one who gives the sense of why I'm here, where am I going, and what's the purpose of my life, that comes from from God, because he's our creator. Um, A little, uh, let's say, a a remote control cart or helicopter cannot give himself the why. It is given by the manufacturer, the one who did the the owner's manual. This helicopter is so they can fly and take products maybe to take Amazon products to the doorstep of a, of a house, right? Um, whoever created us tells us, this is why I created you. Otherwise, we're just going to be in this boring story of me finding myself. And I see people that, that are not finding themselves on their own. Somebody else has to give you that. Father, and this that you're saying is also very, uh, I think it's a very important message as well for the, for the leaders in the organizations. What I, I've seen is that they are looking at business transformations from the digital side. They yeah. they are only looking at all the benefits that can bring to the business, uh, you know, uh, implementing all this AI and new technology. And and at the end, what I see is that this moment of transformation uh, has much more to do with an opportunity to 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 bring all the benefits that can be not brought by people it's digital is just an enabler but as you were saying at the end it is people that drive the business strategy at the end it is a it is a human system no it's not a system of computers so for me and this is part of what i do is transformation business transformation is an opportunity to bring humanity back to the business no Mm -hmm. so uh, Father, I, I know that you have to go, that you have a other other meetings, but 
it has been a pleasure, a pleasure to, to have this interview with you. Thank you very much for, for accepting it. And hopefully I can steal another interview from you uh, and speak more about these uh, amazing things. And so, um, uh, I don't know, that feed, feed our heart and feed our soul. And, and we really need more of this in this world. Thank you, Father. Thank you very much, Erica. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you. Thank you.